What's up, everybody? This is Dark Masic with Brutally Delicious coming at you with a review of Sonata Arctica's brand new acoustic album, Acoustic Adventures, Volume 1. While re-recording songs is certainly not new to Sonata, um, they did, after all, re-record all the Cliptico a few years ago, this is it giving them a brand new treatment. The vibe I get from this is, it's not metal at all, but it reminds me of when Bruce Springsteen did an album called The Seeger Sessions. I don't know whether you guys are all familiar with that, but instead of playing stuff like Born to Run and whatever, Bruce Springsteen's going, get out the way, old Dan Tucker, you can't wait to get your supper and other shit like that you never thought he would do, just having the fucking time of his life. And I mean, they're not doing traditional folk songs here, but the way they delivered them, they might as well have been. So first things first that I noted, uh, sometimes Tony Kako will hum or slightly sing the keyboard melodies in like a do-do-do-do-do like kind of deal. And those are way too low in the mix, but I was pleasantly surprised with them. I The first time I heard it, I thought like, what the fuck is he doing here? But it really fits the vibe they're going for. The first track is a re-recording of a song called The Rest of the Sun Belongs to Me from Winter Hearts Guild. And... It almost sounds like a shanty of sorts, not literally like something that sailors could pull a rope to, but just that kind of folk song that's easy to sing along to and homely, like same kind of uh, looking out my back door kind of feel. Not what you'd expect from Sonata, but kind of what you'd expect from some of their contemporaries like Insiferum, maybe if they were to do an acoustic album. Point being, it's just fun. And Sonata hasn't been like that in a while. I'm a big fan of old school Sonata. Ecliptica is probably my favorite power metal album of all time, but I've kind of lost them minus a few singles after Reckoning Night. This is the first one I've listened to in a while and thought like, God damn, I'm enjoying this. Some of these songs I think are actually better off as acoustic versions, which leads me to my next point, a bit of criticism for this. I don't know why they did so much later material. I guess it's hard to do something like Eighth Commandment or Blank File or Web Allergy on an acoustic guitar and make it sound convincing. But I think a lot of us would have appreciated some of the older stuff being given this treatment. Major point here. Why the fuck did they not do Letter to Dana? I mean, they'll do a little less understanding, but not their most successful ballad ever. What What gives, guys? But I digress. This was actually really fun. I think Alone in Heaven sounded great. The intro on acoustic sounds like Right Now by Van Halen. Listen to that and tell me whether I'm crazy. But I I think that's one that definitely translated better onto acoustic than the original one did. Paid in full, going full Western. Was not expecting it, and I thoroughly enjoyed that. The band has already redone Wolf and Raven once before. The last time, they just made it slower. This time, they gave it the acoustic treatment, but kept all the same speed and still was pretty shreddy. Unlike anything I'd ever heard, I think this is a much better novelty remake than the 2008 one they did. So while this isn't going to sate my desires as much as a balls to the wall back to the basics power metal album that they used to put out until 2004 or so. And I mean, sometimes they've gotten it back with flag in the ground and the wolves die young, which was also nice on this album. This was probably the most fun thing they could have done other than that. And so I will give it a round of applause. I am left scratching my head wondering whether this will get a proper tour or just a couple songs live. I'm not sure I'd want to see Sonata doing an MTV Unplugged deal, but if they were to do their standard set and then come out and do one or two of these on acoustic, that might be a fun little addition. All in all, really fun time, guys. Thank you so much. Thank you.
This is the story of Whitney Houston. This is the story of Kurt Cobain. Of George Michael, of Otis Redding, of Amy Winehouse, of Michael Hutchins, Bob Marley. This is the story of Prince. It's a new podcast series. About how they died, why they died, and why we're still talking about them so long after. It's like nothing you've ever heard before. It's storytelling. But it's more than that, because rock stars... They tell us how we feel. They change our mood. They change the clothes we wear, the people we hang out with. The way we remember things. It's them who give us those ludicrous moments, the ones where you're... Jumping around, singing your heart out, feeling understood. And it's those moments we'll help you remember, the ones you're thinking about right now. That feeling. That feeling. It's coming soon from Crowd Network. Just search for Death of a Rockstar on your podcast app. And subscribe now.